You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts. When facing a family law matter, it can feel like an overwhelming and never-ending court process. It's vital to know that things will look better on the other side if you hire legal counsel with the skill and compassion to help. At Stangy Law Firm, we represent clients in difficult family law matters every day. Visit FamilyLawRepresentation.com to schedule your consultation. That's FamilyLawRepresentation.com. Stangy Law Firm, here to help you rebuild your life. Stangy Law Firm has an office in Wichita. Kirk Stangy, 120 South Central Avenue, Suite 450 Clayton, Missouri. This podcast is sponsored by Agape Match. Agape Match is a boutique matchmaking service that caters to exceptional singles. To learn more about how I can help you, go to agapematch.com. Welcome to Ask a Matchmaker. I'm your host, Matchmaker Maria. For over a decade, I have combined four generations of family matchmaking tradition with modern relationship psychology, behavioral science, and dating trends. With this unique expertise, each week I bring a guest on to talk about dating and relationships while answering your questions. You can ask a 60-second audio question or written question by visiting askamatchmaker.com. It literally takes one minute. Before I introduce my guests, I just want to thank you for listening to Ask a Matchmaker and of course to my OG fans for sending in your dating and relationship questions via Instagram and now TikTok. This week, I've decided to do something different. First off, let's talk about my guest. My guest is also a fourth generation matchmaker, though she, I don't think she's ever introduced herself this way. And if you're wondering why in the promo shot she looks like me, it's because we're sisters. Chrisula, welcome to Ask a Matchmaker. Hi, this is so weird. (laughs) You're usually in the back, but today you're Uh, in front of the microphone. I am definitely the person, like if you're watching um, Homeland and Carrie is looking for some information, I'm the person in the back who's um, looking it up and then giving (laughs) I'm... And then sending it over to me. And yeah, yeah. The reason why this episode is going to be a little different is because we don't have a topic in mind. We needed a distraction. We're recording this on Monday night, the eve of the election. And on Wednesday, I think a lot of our audience is going to need a distraction as <laughs> things unfold. So here's how we're going to distract you today. We asked for your closure letters, those letters that you wanted to send to an ex or that text message you wanted to send to an ex, but you didn't because you knew he, you know, let's face it. You've got more dignity. You're not going to send something he's not going to read. Or if he reads, it's just going to dismiss it, but you want him to know how you feel because you're hurt. I get it. So you, I asked you for those closure letters just to give you that sense of closure. Sula and I are going to read some of those and put it out in the universe and help, just help give you, give you another brick, if you will, metaphorically, another brick to build that closure that you need from that toxicity of a relationship that you may have experienced. Yeah, we're, we're here to be your punching bag. So you don't send a stupid text to the guy or a and, raffle text. And I don't know if this episode is going to be popular or if only like, you know, 
the 20 women who sent something in and we're not going to read 20. We're just going to pick our, a few, just pick a few today. But if this is something that you, do you enjoyed or liked, go to askamatchmaker.com and uh, submit it. I'll have a little box there, submit your, you know, closure or rant. You know, if you like it, you know, let us know if you really like it. If you think this is a five star, you go give those five stars in the reviews and ratings. <laughs> let's, uh, let's get started. I'm gonna start off with a bang. This one was the only one that came with like an intro paragraph to give me some context. So I really appreciated this one in the, because of this. So I'm gonna read this and I'm gonna read what she's writing to her ex. So hello, Maria. I just returned home from meeting with a few girlfriends I hadn't seen since I left abruptly on New Year's Eve by my partner after five years. We lived together, had just returned from Christmas at my family's and had plans for travel well into 2020. Telling my girlfriends about it this evening was like ripping the wound wide open again. So I suppose I could use a little closure and your post was timely. It sounds dramatic and out of the blue. I wish I was dramatizing this. We had our challenges and wanted to work on communication, but we both talked about us as forever. He coldly flipped a switch. I know that's not the way to end things. And it's a blessing as I could be stuck in quarantine with someone who dislikes me enough to leave me the way that to leave me that way and not look back, but I still feel broken. I feel gaslit beyond belief that I could make the choice day after day to be with someone like him for five years. You know, as I'm reading this crystal, I'm thinking she probably did this guy for like six months, five years. Uh, I'm mad at myself for being with him. I'm terrified to be that open, compromised and partnered with someone. Yeah. He got five good years out of me for women who are considering a family. Those are crucial. Fuck. Yeah, they are. I wrote the following a bit after he left me. And to be honest, I wrote many pathetic, please take me back emails as soon as, as well soon after he left. Oh, my heart breaks here. For context, the only contact he made after he left, other than demanding what times he would need access in our home to get his things was to ask for a vacuum. His mother bought us as a gift. I wish you could see Chrisula's eyes. Her eyes have just completely bulged out of her face. Buy your own fucking vacuum. It's like 150 bucks for like a decent one. Yeah, this was my email in response to him asking for his vacuum. So she wrote this email to him. She never sent it to him, but we're going to read it. Okay. So it's out in the world, okay? Okay. 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 So blank. I'm not going to say his name. I'm going to call him Dickhead. Dickhead. This won't hit you and it won't sink in because I don't think you're capable of that level of self-reflection or empathy. But I'm going to say this because I need to promise myself I will never do it to anyone, no matter what happens, what you did to me. I'm not bringing this pain to my next relationship. I'm going to do the work to repair myself from this damage so that when I fall in love again, which I will, and if we break up, I'll do it in the most compassionate and respectful way a loving relationship deserves. I will give the person our time together and our love that level of effort because it is worthy. You made the choice to end us with cruelty, with spite. You painted over all our memories, trips, emotional breakthroughs, and triumphs with pain and sadness. It's not on me to sort out why you did this. That work starts and ends with you. I hope for your next girlfriend's sake, you do that work. My responsibility is to ensure I stop that cycle and treat my next relationship with the respect it deserves and that I deserve. You do not deserve me. And as it turns out, you may have never deserved me. Also, the vacuum is staying with me. 
It's a good reminder as, oh God, I have to get through the sentence. It's a good reminder as I empty the vacuum container into the trash that I have control over how much dirt I allow into my life, what I do with it, and to be careful not to track it into others. I hope you can find dignity and at least a new vacuum. Regards. Uh, if I were her, I would just throw out that vacuum. Buy your. Everybody needs to buy their own vacuums. <laughs> Start new. Buy your own goddamn vacuum. <laughs> there's a actually funny story. There's a really good sale happening at Costco. You know, I was thinking about that Costco sent. Uh, I actually. Ha- oh my god! Look on my desk. Look what I have. <laughs> I have the Costco magazine. And in front of me, it has on the front page of the Costco magazine is a vacuum. Okay, everybody needs to buy their own vacuums. And it says $180 off. Hold on, let me let me You know, know what I would do if I were her? I would take that take that coupon and send it to his mom. <laughs> she wants her vacuum back. Okay, listen, from November 20th to the 30th, $70 off coupon, Shark Duo Clean with self-cleaning brush or lift away upright vacuum so here's what you do you're gonna you're gonna if you really want closure first of all this is not an ad we're not getting paid from costco it's just that we got the thing at the same time and we're both like cool what a good deal we should buy this vacuum you know my husband broke our vacuum yesterday because as he was vacuuming the carpet the cord gets stuck under the vacuum now i don't know about you but i hold the cord when i vacuum george doesn't so of course he rolls over and the, our vacuum is so powerful. It sucked it in and George decided to pull it out as it was running and it ripped. So we have to buy a new vacuum. Nonetheless, there is a sale at Costco from November 20th to the 30th. What I want you to do, the person who sent me this email, I want you to go cut the coupon and mail it to him. No, no, no don't no, do that. Don't mail it to him. Mail it to his, to, anonymously. Mail it to his mom. Why? His mom, that was her, that was like a wedding gift or something. That wasn't like a- Mom asked for it. Look, the reason mom asked for it. Hold on. No, he said, she said for contacts, the only contact he made after he left, other than demanding what times he would need access to our home is to get his things was to ask for a vacuum. His mother bought us as a gift. Okay. The only reason he asked for that vacuum, I I can think of two things. His mom was like, you're not going to get the vacuum back from the one that I sent you. She probably got him a good vacuum. Or the second reason is he had regrets. And he was second guessing himself. So he was like, let me see her again. No, there's no way. You don't think so? No, no fucking Go buy your own. No, I think he just wanted a vacuum because that's an expensive. He probably didn't even realize how expensive a vacuum was until he was like, you know, scrolling through Macy's.com and was like, oh, shit, this is expensive. Wow. I'm really glad you got rid of him. But also, I think you need to get rid of that vacuum. Buy yourself a new one. Start new. Because every time you look at that thing, it's like a trigger. So I I need you to throw it out. Yeah, me too. Throw out that vacuum. And your Black Friday sale is to buy a new vacuum. And that is your independence from this. Should we go to the next one? one? Yeah. All right. Dear X, hope you're well. I have done some reflection about our time together and I do agree there are some gray spaces in how I feel. Ultimately thought I f- feel like I'm still in the maybe column, but with a positive lean, leaving me wanting to learn more about more before making an ultimate decision. With COVID, perhaps I felt more pressure to decide quickly as it forced us to date exclusively so quickly too. But I tried push, I tried to push past that and I remember it was only two months and that in normal times that would take a little longer uh, to learn more and to make my decision. So wait, pause. They dated for two months? I, I guess. Okay. It was only two months and that the, in normal times, that would take a little longer 
to learn more and to make my decision. You were clear in your decision and I respect the thought you put into it, but I also have have always been someone who fights for what I want when it's important to me. With that said, I want to outline a little of how I'm feeling after I've had time to reflect. In reflecting, I keep feeling that the dynamic shifted a lot since the drinking incident a few weeks ago. And weren't helped by dinner with your friends last week with a comment about your hat. Oh, they she so much context that's missing here. Um, <laughs> I I alluded to my ability to be judgmental when we first met, and while you didn't believe me when I said it, then you ended up seeing it firsthand. It's a flaw of mine that I know I have and am willing to continually work on. And I'm sorry that it's a side of me you saw so early in the dating process. A partner should lift you up and be your pillar of support and biggest champion. And that is how I feel about you. I thought you were smart and so passionate about what you do, the market and great communicator. Um, I found those all to be such attractive qualities and I want to be your champion because of that. If that was overshadowed by my judgmental moments, I'm sorry. And that's not indicative of who I am. While this part of me exists, it is such a small part of who I am. All of my friends and family who have seen the side of me accept that knowing that one, it comes from my own insecurities and isn't personal. Two, that people are flawed and that is my flaw, that I do 100% care and love those who I left, who I let in my life and that I support them and I'm there for them however I can be. I think you saw that a little in my dog sitting for Sydney to be an extent. Uh, I gave up my whole day to help support her in her career and allow her to do a photo shoot without stressing about her dog. It's why I gave up my day of hiking to be with you because I cared deeply about how you felt and wanted to show you that I did truly care. And would, of course, prioritize you and how you felt with no regrets. So with that, that is part of what influenced you. I want you to know that I do acknowledge that part of me. I'm not perfect, but I would hope you could accept that um, and help me continue to work on as I keep working on myself. Wow, there's a lot of stuff happening here. So so much to unpack. I feel like we're missing a ton of context. But from what I gather, she seems like she embarrassed him in front of his friends seems like he broke up with her because of of that she said some judgmental things and embarrassed him in front of his friends um yeah i'm not sure but what i'm hearing is i'm working on it but i need you to accept me as i am and i don't think that is sufficient enough because i want i want this person to think about the time that she has felt embarrassed or bullied or something in front of other people now imagine that maybe somebody made you feel that way in private now imagine that around people that you know that are friends with you they would tell you no no that's not that's not working for us kill it yeah um i i hear what like i hear what she's saying and it's like oh if this is a process is a process Uh, i don't think i think you need to put dating on the back burner for a little bit and focus on yourself um, and how you can communicate better and how can you, how you can be a better communicator. Other things are just like the self-sabotaging of it all within herself. Mm. It's like, you know, I gave up at my day of hiking for you because I care deeply. This is a, such a weird sentence to write. Who so gives what? up? Like, like, what is that? So what? Like, that's I, I don't know. That's if, if that's supposed to be there, your only outlet once a month, I suppose I can see why that would annoy you, but you're talking about you're talking about a partnership with somebody and sometimes you have to compromise and sometimes you're not going to go for the hike you're not going to go for the shopping trip you're not going to go get your hair done because somebody needs you and it sounds like you're holding that you know against this person maybe this is insight on this was just not a good match and and you're trying um, to 
and you you're know, forcing it. You're trying, you're, you're forcing yeah. it. And I don't know why. Like, I, I just want her to think about, like, I'll give you an example. When I was starting to first date my husband, I said something in front of his cousins. I, I kind of like put him down and he gave me this look and I, you know, maybe I annoyed him, but on the drive home, he was like really, really upset with me. And uh, I did, there was a little pushback on my end, but I, I remember feeling like, I'm so sorry for making you feel like I had to really just be careful. He had done that to me once too. And, and it was a conversation like, we can't do that. We can't make, make the other person feel like shit and embarrassed, especially in front of people that you know. And so I, I want her to think about that. I'm not saying she did it on purpose, but why was that so easy? Or why did you feel so familiar with all these other people around to do that? when you've been dating this guy for only a couple of months. So I don't know. Um, and this is us, of course, like just trying to fill in the blanks because no context has been provided. Yeah. Um, Should but we do this sending- and you're listening to this and you're currently typing up a letter like, oh my God, I got to get closure, la 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 la. Send us some context, like fill yeah. us in. <laughs> Send us the context. I, I, I'm, I'm interested to know exactly what you said because if it was, if it was uh, a nothing burger then, you know, I could say, all right, the guy's over exaggerating. And then do you really want to be with somebody who's going to make you feel like shit for, for really nothing. But if it's something that kind of, if if it hit a nerve, then he's in the right to not want to be with somebody, you know, that, that made him feel like that. So, you know, he, he's, he's giving you his, his boundaries and it sounds like you crossed one. So the next letter has uh, context built within it. It looks like a good one because there's just a lot of a lot of caps. Parts of the paragraphs are in caps. Stuff like "What the hell was it?" in caps. Stuff like "While you were driving from home, while I heard the blinkers in the background," in caps. Like so, uh, we'll try to find the emphasis. I'll say in emphasis, and you'll understand caps. Okay. Hi. It has been two years <laughs> since we broke up, girl. Oops, I am so happy to provide you this kind of closure after two years. Bless. Anyway, it has been two years since we broke up and I'm still finding myself trouble to get into a relationship. We broke up because your parents disapproved of me, but you did even think about. I asked you why they did not like me and you never gave me a straight answer. I have been replaying those five minutes, literally five minute conversation in my head hundreds of times thinking, What could I have possibly said to give them the wrong impression that I was not worthy of you? I'm literally even scared to meet anyone's parents because of the, at the time I loved you so much and tried my absolute best to make them like me. And in the end they didn't announce caps, but what the hell was it that, and then no caps that I did come from a rich family, that I was not pretty enough, that I didn't make enough money. I keep thinking about it. I never expected anything from you. In fact, it was the bare minimum three exclamation points. You asked me what I wanted for our one year anniversary. And I said, take me out to dinner at a nice restaurant. I picked the restaurant and repeatedly asked you if this place is fine. I know it's a little pricey. I asked you four times and you said, okay. And after the dinner, you kept obsessing over the fact that you owed $200 in sushi dinner. And you did that with your parents. What? Is that why you didn't like me? Because they thought I was a gold digger? Exclamation point, question mark. When in fact, we have been splitting all our meals. This was all in caps. Or was the fact that we were planning on going to my friend's wedding together, which again, I asked four times if you really wanted to come and you said yes. 
If you didn't want, you, uh, you could have just said no. What the hell was it? When you dated me, your dad basically played mind games on you to question our relationship by saying maybe you hadn't dated many girls and experience of being other people. Uh, you know, I got to take a break from this because this is triggering me. You know, I, I had this situation with my husband where like, you know, it, I, I just want to say here, it's never like the person. It's usually the parents who have put their child on this pedestal that makes it so hard for any like that, that child to bring someone that is quote unquote worthy of their parents. Like I see it with my in-laws, like, you know, I've said this in the podcast before, you know, I have a really weird relationship with my husband's parents and I used to think it was me. I used to think, is it because I don't, <laughs> these are some ex- excuses that they've given me because, you know, whatever reason I've been given as to like, you know, why they m- might not like me, or, you know, I don't come from a wealthy family. Like, what is it? And it's, it's actually, I, I learned over time that it's not me. It's just my husband could have brought a woman of their choice home and they would have still found something. There's two problems happening, right? There's the whole thing with her parents and then there's there's this constant thing of like, I need to remind you to do things. And I'm noticing like, probably like their love languages weren't the same. So, you know, I am the constant person in my relationship who's reminding my husband about, oh, we have these, 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 um, we have this appointment and we have this uh, event we have to go to and he's constantly forgetting. So that's not a problem to me. It's just that he's making you, he made you feel bad for wanting to eat out for your anniversary $200 is literally not a big deal but silver lining um his parents wouldn't be meddling in your kids lives and can you imagine that so Maria has the luxury of her in-laws living in Greece so uh, that's the difference <laughs> yes 5,000 miles away it's a good distance <laughs> um, no I'm, I'm sorry it sounds like that was a very toxic relationship and like Maria said it has nothing to do with you um it's pure, pure projection on their, on their end. Why wouldn't you want your child to be happy? You know, and, and I'm just trying to picture this man as, as a father to his kids. Is he doing the same? Um, there's just zero boundaries there. Uh, there were no boundaries there. And so, um, you know, I'm glad you're not in that toxic relationship anymore. Do you want to read the rest or should I go to the next one? No, let's go to the next one. That's just, it just repeats over and over again. Okay. B. So I don't want to say the guy's name, but boy, what a crooked love story we had. I'm glad it's over now, even though it still hurts and it really hurts. Anytime I look back on old photos, each one is riddled with a negative memory. Every single photo, a fight or a drunken disaster. Most of the time, it was both of those things. I remember so many negative memories that I can't understand why I stayed in a relationship for three and a half years. Jeez. I spent so many years trying to pick up the pieces you continue to break, always trying to help you instead of helping myself into a relationship with someone who loves me as equally as I love them. I was so naive and I put you on a pedestal that you did not deserve to be on. I sacrificed my mid my mid twenties for you when I should have been dating around deciphering what I really want out of a man. Mm-hmm. Preach right there. Yeah. Now I'm 27 and I have no clear sense of what I want. Hey, you're still young, by the way. 27 is not old. What I deserve and what my fucking standards should be. And now, now you have the fucking audacity to have the realization that I would have loved you until the end of time and that you never, that you were never the partner I deserve to have. 
It took me moving to a different state, cutting you out of my life for you to realize that I'm the one. What the fuck? You're not the one. You're not the one. Yeah. What, what the fuck kind of realization is that? Because if it was true, you would have done so much more to try and work on a relationship instead of letting it die a slow, painful death. I love you, but every day I wake up, I have to consciously tell myself that I can never be with you. I would be doing myself an injustice to let you back into my life. I hope you get everything you want in life, but it certainly will not be me. First of all, if any guy you've broken up with is coming back to you, especially after a couple of years, and saying stuff like, you're actually the one or whatever bullshit, fuck him. You're not the one. He just, especially in COVID, like so many exes are coming out of the woodwork because it's a safe bet. It's like, oh, I I know her. I know what the sex is like. I know what her temperament's like. I know what I'm getting into. Let's start this up again. It's a sense of familiarity. Right. I mean, it's like sales. Is it easier to to book, to renew an existing client or get a new client? It's to renew the existing client. So it's the same here. It's like, oh, ex-girlfriend, sure. The other thing that some people do, I don't want to just say men, but some people do is that they'll reappear because they love the way you validate them. Like you stroke their ego. Like if you are currently talking to someone for the last two months and you have not met yet, you're, you only exist to stroke their ego. You're never going to meet. And if you meet, it's just never going to work out. I'm going to tell you to do one thing. I need you to delete all those photos. Um, (laughs) If you want, you can print one out, put it in a box far, far away um, that you do not open. You do not need to, it's, I don't know if that's what you're doing. If you're scrolling through the photos or something, but delete them block right. this person. There's no need. Uh, you did a really good, I, I I hear that you were like, I got you out of my life, which is good, but he's, he's back and now you're thinking about him again. And so um, don't give this person more validity in your thoughts than they deserve. Print out that one photo, put it in the box with all the stupid crap that we keep, you know, old tax forms, put it in the old tax forms box Yeah, that you never look at. And uh, put it deep into your closet and you can have one photo of your ex that you can look at. And, you know, when you're older and you're married and you have kids and you can say, what the fuck was I thinking? You know, Um, we did that recently. Remember um, when we were cleaning out mom's house? I found the box. I've labeled the X files. Oh, geez. That was like the best, like the best hour because I don't think I've laughed so hard. It was like the dumbest things that you think when you're younger your letters in there that I never sent out and now it's like oh but I I just want to say like just because you're 27 that's not the like 27 is young you know 37 it's like uh, like would you rather 47 yeah better to be happy than in a shitty relationship I'm glad I'm glad that he's out of your life but I need you to block 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 okay so I have two short ones so I want to I want to read both of them Every time I talk to you, I get sad. You make me sad. And I will not have that in my life, especially not after two months of dating. Okay, it's another two-monther. For someone who preaches about wanting positivity and positive energy, you are actually in turn the most negative, short-fused person I know. You say all you want is to be happy in life, but I don't know how you will achieve that in the way you're going. But I honestly hope one day you, you do get there. I've noticed that a lot of these people who promote positive thinking and I don't know just whole wellness it's a toxic positivity yeah is that the word for it narcissism is usually the word I would go for yeah I mean there's there's toxic positivity communal communal narcissists are like this 
It's it, yeah. Look, it's, up the, it's, look up those two words, Google communal narcissists. It's not actually dealing with the issues. It's oh, everything was going to be okay. Put a, why do we even have to talk about this? Let's, let's focus our things on better. Let's focus our energy on better and more positive thinking. And it's like, no, there's issues here and there's problems. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and if we have a conversation about them, we can learn more about each other and, mm-hmm. and move forward. But two months is, I'm glad it wasn't like three years later, you know, with this guy. So thank you for your rant. Glad one more. It was it's a short, it's a shorter one. There's another B. This is another guy with a B name. B, I was too young. Six years later, with so much more life experience, I could finally see how much you took advantage of my, am I saying this word right? Naivety? Naiveness? Naivety? Nativity? Is that how you say it? I, I'm, that's, that's, I guess that's my word, Maria, next to your Aaron's word. <laughs> I don't know how to say, how do you say it? It's Aaron. Maria can't say Aaron's. She says Iran's. <laughs> I always get confused as to which is the right word too. Is it Aaron or Aaron? Aaron? Is I say Aaron. Is that wrong? It's Aaron's. I have to run some errands. And Maria's like, I have to write, I have to run some errands. So you can't say nativity. Nobody can say this word. It's a mystery. <laughs> All right. You were my boss. There we, there it is. You are 13 years older. It's gross. I love that we're blind reading these, by the way. That's the best part. I am only disgusted by you now. You broke my heart like no one ever has. Well, he was your boss. Am I stronger for it? Also, you're a liar. Disgusting. (laughs) What you did before, during, and after. I'm married. I want to know what happened before, during, and after. Send us more. I am married and happy, and I suppose your creepy ass already knows this. And I hardly ever think of you despite your efforts to keep me thinking about you. What is he doing? Uh, When I do think about you, I think of you as a sad miserable manipulative man who i'm so grateful i didn't end up marrying all right first of all you need to send us more context because i want to know the whole story maria yeah (laughs) i'm just laughing um i really i hope i hope people like this episode because i'd like to do more episodes like this where i'm like laughing instead of like tell me more about your story first of all never date your boss yeah don't do that that's trash if you're gonna date your boss just quit first and then date your boss just the power dynamic there needs to quit off (laughs) somebody needs to yeah and and the fact that the boss quit yeah the fact that he was older than you maybe he groomed you a little bit uh but we need more context because i want to know the full story about before i want to know the before well i I think i want to know after what is he doing is he like stalking her because she says i hardly ever think of you despite your efforts to keep me thinking about you what's happening there what what efforts (laughs) what are you doing uh i bet he likes her um you know what you could do is just block him block him on all social media definitely look i'm gonna say one thing a lot of women do this i'm not saying that you're doing this uh, letter writer, but a lot of women do not block them because they think that by having it open, the person is looking at their life and, and saying, Oh, I could have had this person. Yeah. They're not, they don't think that way. They're not thinking that way. They, you're just giving them a window into your life and you really shit. Um, just this person does not deserve, I don't know if you're doing this, but he doesn't deserve the curiosity of you. Yeah. You you know, this person, I don't know if that's what you're doing here and I hope not, but to other people who do have that window open for exes or shitty or toxic people, block them. They do not deserve to to know the interest. I love when people are like, doesn't that sound petty? And I'm like, who cares? You're not dating anymore. Like people, like these people caused you a lot of hurt. Like who fucking cares about their feelings? Fuck them. Fuck them. Fuck their feelings. (laughs) 
before before we end this um i want to end it with a poem we received that's right we got a poem but before i say that some of the, i'm not gonna say the whole poem it's a big ass poem it's like a long ass poem oh, like, it's an epic one it's one of those epics yeah but how can uh people work with us you can sign up in our database for free at agapimatch.com yeah you can be part of our uh, virtual group intensive boot camps, which is my favorite thing. Uh, it becomes a little sisterhood and all of our women become our girls and uh, we always look out for you. What's your favorite part about group? My favorite part is when it's, it's actually kind of sad. Um, it's, it's, it's not my favorite. It's not happy because everybody is sharing their date history. Uh, but the reason I like it is because everybody is a little bit more vulnerable in that moment and everybody sees that they're not the only one who's been in that sort of situation and it's almost like um a light bulb goes off on i i can see it because it's like we can see it. it's all virtual so we see our our women in our groups and and a light bulb goes off in other heads like it's either i've been in that situation or i've dated the same exact guy and actually this happened the other day in one of our reunions it could have been the same guy they had the same yeah if you do group we have a couple of reunions it's either, wow, I've dated the same exact guy or, wow, um, I didn't realize that other women don't have as much dating experience as me or, or they have just as shitty dating experience or they've dated just as shitty men as I have. Um, or they also uh, are not sure if, if navigating it all. And it's hard. It's hard being single. So I think that's what sort of, and that's like the first or second day. I can't, I don't remember. Was that the first day? It's our first day. That's the first day. And that's, I feel like what really cements the group and that's what becomes the sisterhood. I love that. That's your favorite. Cause my favorite is the other bookend of what you just said. Like, yes, we got the sisterhood doing that. And then, you know, after someone graduates group coaching, we add them to their own WhatsApp group. Like there's a WhatsApp group assigned to each group and we're part of those groups. And we have like about 20 groups on our cell phones now. And -hmm. each group has its own personality. And it's like so interesting how like someone goes on a first date and they shoot a message to the group and everyone's like, yeah, so your first date, go have fun. They share photos. Yeah. It's like, it's just amazing. And like, everyone's just kind of rooting for you. So if you're listening to this and you're single, you have, you know, a couple of options. Um, you should absolutely join our database just to be considered as a match for our client. If you want to be a client, we can have that conversation as well. Again, just join and we'll take it from there. And the third way to work with us, if you're a woman, we do have virtual group coaching intensive. Um, all this links in bio, blah, 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 blah. All right. Let's end this with my, with this little poem that I received. Um, she, oh, she gave me some background first. Some background. We started out in the same friend group. I had a boyfriend, but we always had chemistry. Eventually dated for two years. The second year we were dating long distance while he was in medical school in the Caribbean. He blindsided me and he broke up with me out of the blue, despite having booked my next flight to see him. He said it had nothing to do with being in love with me anymore. It never is because he allegedly very much still was, but he couldn't balance med school and a girlfriend anymore. It broke me and I still haven't fully recovered. (sighs) Okay. I first saw love in a crowded bar. Two of my friends were fighting over it. Each one desperate to win. Love had a perfect smile and a dimple on his chin and love made it easy to love him. When I met him, I wasn't ready for it, but love waited patiently for me. Love didn't overstep its boundaries or try too hard. Love didn't chase me or try to break me. Love was subtle and love won. I'm going to skip over and read the last three. There's a lot of paragraphs. 
But still one morning I woke up and love was gone. Love didn't call. Love didn't write. Love didn't even tell me he, it was packing. Love came without warning and it in just as quickly that it left. Well, you guys dated for two years. Give yourself that. Come on. Maybe I should thank love for at least dropping in. No, maybe I should tell love. I'm lucky to have known it. No, maybe I'm saying no, not the poet. <laughs> maybe I should wish love well and hope it leaves the light on for me. Absolutely not. But maybe I can't do these things because maybe love took from me more than it gave. Maybe love was a liar and a coward and a fraud. Maybe the maybes will make me go crazy. But then again, so will love. If you're heartbroken, I get it. You got to let them go. The good thing is that you already had a whole year of long distance. That bandaid is half off. I hear you. I feel, I, I feel really bad. You know, being heartbroken is, is tough. Yeah. What's a really good thing that she can do, Maria, to make her not feel so um, bad? Is there a movie you recommend? Do you have a movie you recommend? It's like I really kind of want to recommend something that's um, depressing so she can say, okay, I'm glad I'm not in that relationship. <laughs> it's context. Gone girl. Yeah, or, or revolutionary road. Talk there about shitty relationship. There you go. But if you want something to laugh, you know, watch Ace Ventura or something. Wayne's World. Oh, we were just watching Wayne's World. I love that movie. It's a good one. Yeah. You know, my husband did not know. He thought the Grey Poupon that people like talk about in like rap songs, he thought it came from Wayne's World. And I was like, no, there was a commercial <laughs> that Wayne's World copied. <laughs> He's like, so wait, all these rap rap songs that talk about Grey, Grey Poupon, they didn't get this from Wayne's World. And I'm like, are you, you an idiot? Like, what are you even talking about right now? When he said that, I I literally fell in love with him all over again. I was just like, oh, you're so cute sometimes. Anyway, I hope our listeners like this episode. I hope we have given you a momentary distraction from today. Yeah, I hope this made you smile. Today is a new day, whatever day that is. And you get to choose what that day is going to be like. And I sincerely hope that you believe you're on the right side of history and that you hold those convictions true. Thank you for listening to Ask a Matchmaker. If you love what you heard and you have not already, I want you to rate, review, and of course, subscribe. You know, five-star ratings for this one, please. Okay, if you enjoyed it, you go hop on there, get those five-star ratings, and then go write your closure stuff so we can read it next month. Have a dating or relationship question? You can visit askamatchmaker.com to submit your 60-second audio question. You can also submit a written question. Uh, there's also links in the episode notes where you can join our next group coaching. We had to add a new group for December and a new group for January because we're a little bit sold out, which is amazing. You can also follow me on Instagram at matchmaker Maria for more dating and relationship tips until then be lovable. And more importantly, be likable. See you next week.